Welcome to the CFN Podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the CFN Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Miss Jocelyn LeMay. She is a CrossFit athlete, and she is also one of my coworkers here at Union Fitness. And today we are going to talk about women's empowerment. Um, I told you guys, if you saw my Instagram post, Jocelyn and I were also talking off the air, and I'm basically gonna give her the floor today to talk about her experiences, uh, what she's been through, what she hopes for, and how we can kind of all get together and just help each other out and support each other when we're in the gym, outside of the gym, anything like that. So without further ado, thank you for being here, Jocelyn. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what are you going to say? I was going to say you forgot to mention that we're fellow Slippery Rock University graduates. We are Slippery Rock graduates, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mention that too often. <laughs> you should. I don't know if I want to. Um, but anyway, so honestly, we can just get right into it. I know you have your own notes on the computer. Um, so the first question I would just basically ask you is, just tell us about your, your first time going into a gym and what were your emotions like? What were your intentions like? How were you feeling when you started lifting weights and you started you know, doing CrossFit, whatever it may be? How did you feel with guys around you, other girls that were more uh, skilled than you, have more experience? How did you approach the, the typical situation of being in a gym? So I started, I guess, lifting weights per se in my apartment uh, college gym, I guess I could say, um, when I lived at the Grove at Slippery Rock. And, um, I was basically following bodybuilding.com workout. I did the same stuff. Yeah. So it was like, Wait, did you go on and be like, oh, I need a workout for today? Yes. And then, oh my God. When yeah. it, you know you have to pay money for that stuff now. I didn't realize that. You do? You have to pay money for some of those programs. That's everything today. Yeah, I know. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, I started in my apartment college gym and um, then I started lifting at the ARC. Um, and it was intimidating being in that environment because um we had mr and mrs sru going on which is the bodybuilding competition so most people in that gym were you know training and lifting for that purpose and i was just kind of in there just like i just want to squat heavy and have some biceps and i just remember being like where the racks were set up in front of the mirror and then like the guys were doing like arms behind me i felt super self-conscious <laughs> Anytime I walked in and I'm like, this is not the environment that I want to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at college. Oh. They get the arc. Yeah. The arc's terrible. Oh, it's the worst. Well, I mean, the, like, the equipment and the, the environment with the weights and stuff is great, but it's, it's just that weird feeling, like you said, you mm -hmm. get when you're trying to lift and you kind of feel bad, but then you know people are watching you to see if you mess up. And it's just one of those things. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. It's that extra, like just the worry that I have. Yeah. But, um, so after that, I, um, I saw a video of Brooke Entz and, uh, like a photo of Lauren Fisher who are like pretty well-known CrossFit athletes. 
um, at the time in 2015. Uh, I just remember thinking um, their muscles are so like beautiful and they look great. And I'm like, they're lifting these heavy barbells and they're doing these amazing things. And like, they're so gorgeous. And I start, started at that point thinking like muscles are really sexy and stopped wanting to be like just that toned look that I like feel the, like the, is the fitness influencer yeah, niche like the these days. Yeah, like the typical like booty workouts or yes. like the toning workouts that you see. By the way, I don't know if you ever go on the Discover page on Instagram and just like go through mm -hmm. fitness stuff. I was on there last night and I was thinking about this podcast. I actually saw a girl that has like over a million followers on Instagram post those typical videos, like the toning videos and stuff. And she did like editing with, she put arrows to the top of her butt and she said upper booty workout. But she was doing air squats, RDLs, uh, split squats. And I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, I really hope Jocelyn like disses this shit <laughs> tomorrow on the I podcast. Mean... Well, no, that's good. Like as soon as you said like the muscles are sexy thing, right? Yeah. A lot of girls, that's that bulky kind of look that they don't want to go for. Do you have that in your notes? Yeah, like, actually, we can yeah. touch on that. Let's we touch on that. Yeah. Part. So like I, so when I first started lifting, I wanted that skinny toned look. I didn't want to look bulky. Um, I didn't want big thighs. I maybe wanted at some point just the booty. Um, I'm admitting that, but like I began to think like, I want to look strong. Like when someone looks at me or you know sees me across the gym, they're like, "She looks strong," and to me that's sexy because from there you know you embody confidence through that. And I'd always been self-conscious about my body, um, and that's a regular female thing. And so going from you know wanting a certain look to like then thinking like muscles are sexy, it's like. I'm thinking more about what my body can do versus what it looks like. In the that's mirror. a great way to put it. Yeah. And I think that that's what CrossFit's really done a good job at emulating and pushing towards for females. And it just, I would rather look like I can lift a hundred pound D-ball over my shoulder without any effort and look at the muscles. like the legs, yeah. everything. Yeah. And to me, that's the most important part. It's what my body can do versus what I actually look like. That's the kind of approach I kind of take to lifting now since I don't play sports anymore. It's like, yeah, that's great if you want to do like bodybuilding shows or anything like that where you're kind of forced mm -hmm. to have those muscles. But I think at some point, you just kind of have to realize that, yeah, being strong and being mobile, um, being able to throw a hundred pound D ball over your shoulder. Like you never know when a real life situation may occur where you may have to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And if you're just used to doing these toning workouts or just straight arm workouts or anything like that, you're kind of missing. And I, I don't like to use this term a lot, but you're missing that functional side. Yeah. Um, and I only did CrossFit a couple times, so I don't really know much, but it's a lot of conditioning. It's a lot of technique work. Uh, I really like the gymnastics part of it because it forces body weight, uh, strength, and it's just one of those things that a lot of people I think miss out on because it's cool when you can have a shredded six pack and do these physique shows, but 
I think there's, and like you said, I think there's a difference between looking athletic and looking fit and actually being fit. And most of the time, being fit and strong and healthy isn't what you see on stage. And And I feel like that's where a lot of girls get lost. Yeah. Yeah. And on Instagram too, I mean, like the fitness industry is so, it's very corrupt in the sense of like, Social media ruined it. Yeah. I mean, there's some good accounts, like, but you have to really, it's almost like doing research. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Like there have been influencers on Instagram who've scammed people out of their money for fitness programs. I mean, like I know people in my own personal life who followed programs that they're basically doing a juice cleanse and then they're losing muscle mass. Like they're not losing weight. They're depriving their body of the nutrients that it needs to survive and go day to day and like they're losing toned muscle mass that they already had and they're ruining their bodies and also on instagram with that it's like i don't want to knock you know people's hustle but like at the end of the day it's like you're promoting um the way your body looks like you're like you think you look hot you think you look sexy you want the abs you want toned everything and like if that's what your business model is, you're gonna like get women who see that, they're probably not gonna be able to attain that ever in their life. And it's just all based on looks. And that's like not, that's not cool with me. Genetics too. Yes. Like it's, it's, a, it's a shame and I think people are, are very quick to say, oh no, this was hard work and this was all the time put in. I understand that, but, and I'm sure you have friends too. Like I have friends that have been ripped and they would not have to exercise once and their whole entire family is just jacked, muscular, whatever. So I think a a negative image people do is take advantage of that Mm -hmm. and they use it as a business model on Instagram. And yeah, they may put in hard work and stuff, but they kind of take what they've been given from genetics for granted and then like you said, they take people's money and it's like, are these people actually doing what they're selling or are they just giving it to you because they know you may never reach that point in your life, but they just want to keep you busy. That's how I kind of feel when I see a lot of like online trainers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's also most, most people you see online, it's like the sex sells thing. Yeah. It's like if you're hot, if you're beautiful, it's going to, I'm not knocking your hustle. Like you probably work really, really hard, but it's just when those people rip others off who are like you know they're looking for that quick fix there is no quick fix there's not i mean it's one of my clients like she's been with me since october and she how many months is that october november december six months yeah i'm counting on my fingers (laughs) um it's been like six months and she just got comfortable doing a squat correctly and it's like yeah i can give a program to you and force certain things on you, which a lot of people do, or you can take the time, learn something, build off of it and learn to move. And I think that comes back to what you're saying, being able to move and be strong rather than looks. And I understand that a lot of, a lot of girls, a lot of guys want to lose fat and everything along those lines, but you can't do that if you just try to do everything you can in a short amount of time and then you end up burned out and then you lose interest. And then you go back to the the pity party you give yourself because you'll never look like that fitness model that you're following on Instagram. And it's it's a very negative circle that people make. I don't know. That's just what I've seen and what I've kind of 
made up in my mind for girls at least because I'm you've heard it in college probably a lot of girls uh, they just want to look good they want to do this and that but they eat one meal a day because their favorite Instagram or someone does that when in reality they probably don't yeah. and they just get caught in a really bad cycle and there's two sides of it too I see like the girls that are looking for the quick fix and then I also see like in my world in the CrossFit world I've been surrounded by girls who also have said to me, I feel really fluffy today. Um, my arms are getting too big. My lats are getting too big. I'm not fitting into my work shirts. So I'm feeling crappier about myself. And I'm like looking at this individual and I'm like, you're beautiful. Like you should be proud of the muscles that you've earned from CrossFit or whatever you're doing. And like know that like regular clothes are not made for people who lift. And yeah, that's just the, that's just the reality of it. Well, and that's one of the questions I want to ask you. Like, how do you go about empowering another girl or another woman that goes to the gym with you that you see train? Like, how do you approach empowering someone that may come up to you and say stuff like that? Like, how do you approach it? Like the tough love, or do you approach it as okay? You know, let's slow down and just kind of take it slow. How do you approach empowering another woman at the gym? Um. So. If I, if there'd be two sides to it. So if they're already lifting in like the scenario I just described with a friend, um, I've always just been like, like, I'm like, no, like you're beautiful. Like you're strong. I wish I looked like you. I'm like, your abs look better than mine. It's not like I'm like throwing myself under the table, but like, I also believe in like uplifting people. And like, yeah. when I look at this person, I'm like, wow, damn, I wish I had your body. Um, and I want her to like know that. So I try to do that. But then also in the sense of like, if you're just coming into the gym for the first time and you lack any confidence whatsoever, it's just being able to empathize with, you know, what they're feeling at that time and know that like this is going to be a process and a journey. And, you know, that's where my background in coaching comes from being able to look at an individual and just like right off the bat know like what kind of response they need from me. And you just have to be like encouraging with your words you never criticize it's always positive like it's just you can give constructive criticism you can feed it in a way that is almost it's blinded by positive encouragement yeah and um when i see those women that want to come in and they're struggling it's just like you just want to be their friend and that's what they want they want someone to care yeah they kind of want they want that person and i think that's where this ties into union where we work is it's nice to have someone like you in a position of management so other women that come in, and I've seen them come up to you or you approach them or you just go over and hang out with them, mm-hmm. right? I think when you covered for uh, Kate's class the other day, you just went over and hung out with the women in that class. Yeah, they were somewhere older than you, somewhere your age, like they all fell in that different range, but it just com- it honestly just comes down to like someone knowing you're gonna support them no matter what. And I, it goes for guys too. Like I. I can't tell you how many high school and college kids that have gotten hold of me and they're like, hey coach, like I don't feel comfortable doing this in the gym because I can only, you know, deadlift 225 and I don't want to use the platform because I only deadlift 185 or 225 and it's it's one of those things like you just need to reassure them mm-hmm. that it's all good. So I don't know. I know you have a lot of notes. Let's yeah. let's jump into uh, some of your notes and experiences and whatever you want to start with. So I'm just going to kind of give the floor to you right now. Um, I guess I could just like briefly 
go over like my coaching and like how that's like yeah yeah so um when I first started to kind of give you a background of like where I started um I didn't have any comfortable comfortability level like talking in front of groups and although like CrossFit definitely gave me a sense of self-worth and like love myself being able to stand in a group of 20 people and like lead them through instruction was really hard for me and so from there being like coaching my first class and being so um, nervous and like all over the place to now like I can totally manage like a 20 plus class without yeah. these like it's it's a lot of yelling it's a lot of like demanding not demanding but I guess like um you you do it, it is you deserve demanding. The respect you yeah it's it. it's demanding to a point you you have to if you have to look at it as a give and take scenario yes. like you'll give them all that you have but if they don't give you anything back that's yeah. where you have to start demanding and I've so. definitely been in those moments where I'm like I'm allowed to swear <laughs> <laughs> I swear regardless I, okay. I, tell, I tell my high school kids every summer I'm like look I swear so just get used to it and then yeah so I guess it's like all right so if a woman is um what's the word if she's like assertive she's a bitch um and I've definitely like caught myself feeling like am I being a bitch right now but then being like I don't I don't care like yeah. I'm being assertive I'm com like I'm demanding like a class I'm com sorry I'm commanding a class and um being able to just like have that mentality you know there are women who have come to me that they're like you look like you're so comfortable so confident and it's like but on the inside you're like... it's like it's fake until you make it it's like and like I have a lot of like moments in my life where women come up to me and they're like you you're perceived as this and this and this and I'm like okay let me break it down for you you perceive this but on the inside I'm feeling these things yeah. I'm feeling insecure I'm feeling like am I doing enough like um is this like do you have that same mentality when you train I've, around I've other girls moments sometimes yeah. training against other competitive what makes females. you insecure against other women competitors um so i wrote a blog on this recently um on the union fitness blog and um i talked about you know being surrounded by strong women women who are better than me stronger than me faster than me across it and that's generally where I am at raw. I'm kind of like middle of the pack. And, you know, training with women who, you know, have been to the games, who've been to regionals, who are at the, trying to be at the elite level. It's like, I want to be you. Um, I don't want to beat you. I want to be you because I, you're so much better than me. And like, I look at myself in comparison to them and I'm like, well, they were where I was at at one point, um, regardless if um, they've been doing it longer than I am. And it's not, you know, maybe I feel a little bit insecure at times because I'm like, I've been at this for five years. Like, I still have so much more to do, so much, like, more to go. Like, and it just, it's a lot. It's, like, heavy. Yeah. And maybe insecure is the wrong word, but I just, I don't ever feel inferior or less than. I just, I want what they have. Did you ever feel those things when you were just, like, lifting at Slippery Rock? Like, did, were, were there ever days where you would go and lift at the arc or at the Grove? You said the Grove, right? Yeah, the Grove. Yeah, God. I hate <laughs> the Grove so much. Um, were there any points or nights where you would leave the Grove or the arc and you just felt so helpless and 
not empowered and you felt like you just kind of wanted to give up like is that a normal thing for like a high school or college girl to kind of go through because it it happens to guys like yeah. you you see a guy that is twice the size of you and you know they're working out right beside you I mean, you kind of get that stigma in your mind like oh i don't want to do this anymore no yeah is it the definitely same? Yeah, yeah definitely felt that of like i mean i hated my body when i was my a June sorry sophomore in college freshman and sophomore I mean I hated the way I looked I was so I mean like look at photos and I'm like I'm so skinny it's not that I wasn't unhealthy it's just like I'd always had a fast metabolism I've always um, just been the skinny girl the scrawny skinny girl I had no muscle mass on me whatsoever and I just really wanted to just look like strong and you know it's to what I look like today took five years yeah and, and it's it's a journey and it's a process and like you have to love the process otherwise like are you really enjoying what you're doing yeah but I, I mean even to this day I still have like those moments where I'm like I don't like how I look today but that's like that's a part of life but then someone comes up to you and I'm sure they have and they're like wow you look amazing like I want to yeah. be like you and then you're kind of standing there like well, I think I look like shit, so... <laughs> like I, I was at training last night, and one of my training partners was like, Jocelyn, like, your butt is, like, looking real good. And I was like, thanks! I was like, I appreciate Did the whole, that. like, girl voice, like... Yeah, I was like, I really appreciate that compliment. Or sometimes I walk in a union, and, like, there's a couple of girls, and, like, one always says, like, you look gorgeous today. And I'm like, thanks, girl! Like, it's just... Yeah. I, the girl voice is happening again. No, I, I But, um, I mean, it's just... You know, you feel like you're not worth a lot sometimes and you feel like you get down on yourself and like then sometimes people will give you compliments and I don't ever go fishing for that, but you know, it's nice to hear and nice to give back to. Well, it's, de it's, it's definitely nice to hear because, you know, you put in all that work for five years yeah. or longer and it's nice to hear someone say every once in a while, just like you said, not fishing for compliments, but it's one of those things like, oh, okay like this is working yeah like it's working and uh i don't think a lot of like high school or college athletes or just girls that like to exercise i don't think they get that enough mm -hmm. um and maybe it's because like most of the time it might be like guys just trying to hit on them mm -hmm. or girls that and i'm i don't know i've only heard stuff so i'm just gonna like throw this to you like if girls may come up to you and they may be like hey you know your your butt might look good but then in their head they're just trying to be bitchy and they don't really mean it or something like that mm -hmm. I don't know has that happened to you or mm -hmm. have you thought about doing that to someone else when you started working out like once you got to a point you're like oh well I don't like that girl so I'm just gonna like throw a sarcastic compliment out to her uh, no I don't think I've like ever really been that way I mean if I don't like you like I'm not gonna try and like tear you down yeah. and this kind of goes along with like the women supporting women kind of thing um, I didn't work this hard in my life to like, if you did something wrong to me, I am not going to like try and tear you down. Um, and I'm not saying you have to do that stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying anyone should do that, but it's real. I mean, it's real. You see it because it's like, that's the Instagram influencer too. Like yeah. more often than not, they're comparing themselves. They're like, look what I look like before. Like you can look this good if you do this. And it's like, you didn't even look that bad before. Yeah. Um, and don't. Like, you might have been in a good place at that point, too. You just, you know, put in a lot of work, and now you look, you know, like a you better a version better. of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And that's always what, like, 
I'm striving for too as a coach as well as um, my job and then personally is always being my best self and I want to promote that to other women and other men as well because at the end of the day that's if you're in the gym you're working hard at your job whatever you're doing in your life that's what you're striving for so, so you do have you do have an experience you just went through oh, yes. at your gym I'm sure you have it in your notes I'm going to hit the record button on my phone again because it's not <laughs> recording video anymore. So while I do that, uh, if you have that ready in your notes yeah. or if you need to scroll down, you can just start telling your experience. Yeah, so um, I've experienced this maybe the past two years. I've started to, um, what's the word, have bad interactions with men um and i don't know if maybe they feel inferior or they're intimidated by a confident woman or maybe they're projecting um but there have been moments where i have said like what, what are my goals um i told them what my goals were and they basically were like well you have a long way to go you know some of your skills aren't just not up to par you, you let's be realistic and right off the bat, they're, um, they're like, they're criticizing me and they're not listening to me. And as a coach, I feel like you want to listen to your athlete and you want to give them the tools to succeed. And coming from that person, I didn't, I didn't respect them that much. So like their comments didn't hurt that yeah. bad. And like, I just kind of like pushed it off and I was like, well, I think that I can do this and I'm going to put in the work and I know that I can do it. And um, I brushed that off. But I've also had experiences where it's someone that I cared about and I learned, like, screw what people think and screw what people say. But they essentially, like, called me a rookie. Yeah. And it made me feel... Regardless if they meant it in a hurtful way, it was the right thing to say at that time because, let's be honest, I'm a girl, it's the time of the month, you're poking <laughs> and prodding, I'm doing, I have things in my personal life that I'm going through, and it was the right thing that they said in that moment to make me upset, regardless of like how they meant it. It was just that one thing. That, that one thing. Yeah. And I've never done this. I like finished the workout and I left the gym because that one thing made me feel like I had to prove myself that I didn't belong and like all the hard work that I've done was immediately like flooded away. And you've been doing CrossFit for five years? Five years. Okay. But I mean like I'm not like I'm nowhere near the elite level and like I I'm always honest with that. I mean I don't even if you look at my Instagram there are like videos of me like failing muscle ups and like I never make I make sure that I'm not perceived as someone I'm not. Um, You're I, transparent. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I suck at shit. Like, yeah. That's just the reality of it. But like when a man or a woman makes you feel like you have to prove your worth, like if you want to talk about my work ethic, I will outwork you every single day yeah. if I have to. Like, let's go. But like I don't ever want to feel like I owe you something, that I have to prove my worth, that I have to work to earn something as like to be in a gym. 
Yeah. And that hurts so bad. Yeah, you should never have to walk through the doors of a gym and feel like you have to prove yourself yeah. to other people. And I don't live my daily life being like that. Like I don't I don't think that that's like a great way to live because if you're constantly trying to prove to others um, your your worth, then on the inside you're gonna you're gonna be missing that piece. Like it's just not it's not gonna make you feel good at the end of the day when you go to bed. And so um, the situation cleared itself up. It's not a big deal, but I kind of like looked at it as like a learning experience and like um, a motivation because I'm sure like people are probably thinking things too. And like other women are going through things as well. It's like being a woman, like we're told that we're emotional and um, we can't um, control our moods and all that stuff and being female it's really fucking hard sometimes i'm like i'm like i'm afraid to swear you don't have to whisper you don't have to whisper just talk um, it's like like it's really fucking hard to like control your emotions and it sucks when you're like pmsing and you can't you're like your mood swings are like i could be happy one second and 0.5 yeah. seconds the next i'm like pissed for some no reason yeah and i have a friend i'm very close with that i do crossfit with and she told me she said this was okay that I could say this. Um, she's a doctor, and she has a doctorate, and she um, she doesn't get respect from other male doctors at work. Um, she's been reamed out in front of patients, and she's handled this situation so professionally. And she says, you know, I will refuse to be treated this way. Let's go talk about this somewhere else and not in public. Yeah. And then she'll leave conversations done and she'll get a call and be like, I just want to let you know you're doing a great job. So it was like in public. She who would she get the calls from? It was like from the other, from, from the, the doctor doctors. who was, um, so they were around public. So it was like in public, she was getting scolded, but on the phone, she was being told that she was doing a good job. Uh, okay. So it's like this male dominance thing, I guess. It's a bunch of horseshit. It's horseshit. Yeah. And she told me that she's like waited to go to her car to cry. She's like run up and down the stairs to like avoid crying at work. And it's like, she's a tough woman. Mm -hmm. Like I respect her so much. And to know that like she goes through that and then I go through that. Like there are days like I've left work for no reason at all or like something has happened and I'm like bawling in my car. Because I don't want to see people, I don't want people to see me let loose my emotions. Now, sometimes like you can't really control it and it's like an no. outflow of it. Yeah. But like that is so common for women to feel like of no value compared to other men, like not feel like, feel like they're not on an equal playing field. And in my situation at Union, this is the first place where I felt like I work with primarily all men. I mean, we have like one female. You do pretty much. I mean, besides, yeah. The, I mean, the regular staff that comes in and, like, hangs out in the staff room, I would say, like, you and Kate. Yeah, it's me and are Kate. The, are the only ones. And we, we do have some really good yoga instructors and really good uh, coaches, but they usually don't come back and hang out. So They're you and like Kate are basically the only ones. Yeah, so it's, like, me and her hanging out in the office, and then we do have the influx of women that come in and teach classes. And the gym is full of women. But, like, I'm on a staff of very supportive male figures. And I feel like this is the first time in my life ever, which is so sad to say, even though like I'm only 26, that I feel like I'm in a place of employment where I'm on an equal playing field with men. Yeah. And 
they don't they value me as a person they don't um, devalue me in, in public we have disagreements it's like equal and not a lot of women have that and especially in the gym too you know there's girls are scared to go into a gym sometimes well and that's and that's one of the things too and although i love the way the strength lab is set up with the doors and then outside is the regular fitness facility i feel like and i don't know if you've ever noticed this too like have you ever looked at a girl that knows what she's doing out in the regular fitness center part and be like i wonder if she's too scared to like come back in the strength lab only because of the music and the environment and it's not that it's a bad environment whatsoever it's very supporting very you know very upfront very loving uh but it can be it can be uh I, I'm, intimidating. I lost, yeah intimidating yeah and, and, and but again like we're surrounded by people like you we have a lot of strong ass girls that are power I mean, lifters let and, me put it in perspective though like i there are women back there that scare the living hell out of me <laughs> like i me too i am like, <laughs> like they are so strong and so amazing and they lift way more weight than I am. Like, let's, let me put it, put the weight in perspective. They're probably pulling like 375 for like two reps or something like that. I'm over here pulling 250 for two reps. And I'm like, I want to be like you when I grow up. Like, I still feel like when I walk back in a strength lab, uh, strength lab that I'm intimidated because like, I'm pretty new to the powerlifting world, especially just jumping so was into... So especially when I got hired. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. I got hired back in October, when I first met Curtis and Lindsay, uh, I was intimidated, but I was also like really, really motivated because I knew nothing. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know how, like the on the deadlift platform, like the re-rack bar, <laughs> I didn't even know how it worked. So I would just sit there and watch people use it and then eventually try it. And... Like when I would just sit there and just watch people lift and watch all the power lifters lift together. And this was like a mix of girls and guys. It wasn't just a bunch of dudes. Um, just watching people support each other and get strong and stuff like that. It was intimidating because I've been around athletics my whole life. Mm -hmm. It was never power lifting. It was never any of, you know, the heavy metal music or anything like that. It was, it was very uh, structural based. You know, this is what we're doing today for lifting. Most of the workouts were functional based with some strength, you know, stuff thrown in. And I don't know, it was very, it was just very structured. And then I came back here and you have a bunch of great people that just, all right, you know, let's get, let's get at it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was pretty intimidating at first back in October when I got hired. But after only a couple of weeks, I'm sure you've noticed this too, like, everyone's just here to support everyone like no one actually gives a shit how you look yeah they just want to make sure you're working your ass off and not being a baby so i don't know i mean yeah i mean that's with anything with a crossfit too like it powerlifting is very strong in men and women and then with crossfit it's the same and it's so it's i think the two sports are very gender equal um, and especially in CrossFit, it goes even further with being like, you know, I'm doing the same reps as the guys, yeah. you know, that goes in variance with like cardio equipment because men typically are a little bit stronger. That's just the reality that's of it. Genetics. Yeah, that's genetics. That's straight genetics. But like, you know, I felt like when I started CrossFit that I could play with the boys finally. 
-hmm. And I had been in athletics, you know, I was a swimmer, cross country, track, um, all my life. And then when I started CrossFit, it was like, I'm working out with boys all the time. And it, like, again, going back to what I said in the beginning of the podcast, it teaches women to, like, love their bodies for what they can do and encourages them to be strong in all aspects of their life. And that's what I've basically pulled out of CrossFit. And, like, any woman can pull that out of lifting or, you know, just going and working out. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Endorphins make me feel some type of way. <laughs> but, like, if you read my blog on the Union Fitness page about, um, you know, supporting women, like, when I started putting, when I started putting more into myself, I started getting so much more out of life. Yeah. And, like, for anyone listening, like, if you're college age, if you're my age, you're 26, even if you're older, older woman, like, you know, you just have to start, and I know it can be scary, but, like, go up to that girl at the gym and ask her what she's doing and like she should be more than happy to show you because we're all here striving for the same thing in life even a guy go up to a guy too and be like what are you doing why are you doing it and what does it work like if you're genuinely curious because typically like most people in a gym are going to be friendly unless like you know i've had those instances where like i've been surrounded by people who for lack of a better word are douchebags and they'll Talk down, talk down to, about people, and I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Like we, you're in. You a were in that spot. Yeah. Maybe even a year ago. Yes, like you're there bettering yourself. Yep. They're there bettering, bettering themselves. Like, don't compare yourself, and don't think that for one second that you are better than the person standing next to you because you don't know what they're going on, what's going on in their own life, and you certainly are not better than them in any way. We're all equal. No. Yeah, and it's, that was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So, I mean, I, I guess since we're on the topic, I would, I would ask you now. Um, if you could speak to a group of high school or college girls, what advice would you give them if they were thinking about going to the gym or if they're already going to a gym but they're scared to lift or try new things? What advice would you give them? Fuck everyone's opinion. <laughs> Literally. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you want to do what you want to do, that's all that matters. That, that is, like, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. And, you know, I was there. I was super nervous. I felt like I was judged. I felt I was at that, like, breaking point in my life. And when I realized that, like, the only person who can change my life is me, and the only person that can use the tools that I've been given to change my life is me, it, it changed my whole world. Like I was 22 when I figured out that other people's opinions don't matter and that like I'm the only person that can change my life. What was like that aha moment? Like when did the light bulb go off when you were 22? Like was there something that happened in the gym? Did someone say something to you? Were you noticing results one day when you looked in the mirror when you were 22 and you're like, oh shit, I got this. Like, what, what was that, like, light bulb moment, if you can remember, that you just decided to, to get that mentality? I think it was... Oh, God, it's, like, so tough. It's I know. Like it's so it's, long <laughs> ago. Um, I told you I was going to ask you, like, I know, some questions. questions. I told you. Um, I think 
truthfully, it might have been a little bit before that because I was dating someone at the time um, and I felt like I, I needed them. And now being 26, you know, when I'm dating, I'm thinking I want that person in my life, but I don't need them. Yeah. So that thinking actually started around that like age um, when I was like just in college and had just started across it and I was like building that confidence and it was like I don't need anybody in my life but I want them there and I think it was just like it was essentially across that gave me the confidence you know starting to love myself starting to put more into myself um, stopped caring so much about what every person thought about me started being more honest with everybody in my life and ending friendships that didn't value me at all and I think that's truthfully what has gotten me to where I am today you know with you know coaching CrossFit going through really traumatic things in my life now being director of business operations at Union Fitness um, still trying to be an athlete and still trying to empower women you know like it's still fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah, but you learn stuff along yeah. the way to where I've never really liked the fake it till you make it because if you aren't transparent and you aren't authentic, which you are, so you don't have to worry yeah. about that. But a lot of people, they're just like, well, I know nothing about uh, anaerobic endurance or anaerobic interval training, anything like that. So I'm just going to go act like I do it. But I'm one of those people who are like, I'm very in the trenches, so if you're not able to do what you're speaking about or able to touch on it further or have actual evidence from your own experiences, you're full of shit. Yeah, no, I Like, I don't know. That might, and listen, I've had very good hockey coaches that would never be able to do what they've done in their prime again, but they're very smart. So you have to kind of take it both ways. But when, I, when it comes to the gym or fitness or whatever, if that person doesn't have like a credible track record or they they don't know a lot about the information on a topic and they're just kind of like oh you know screw it i'm just gonna tell this person this or program this for someone without doing it themselves that's where like fake it till you make it just gets like thrown out the door yeah. because now you're just full of shit fake maybe fake it till you make it is like the wrong word i'm like not it's not the wrong I don't, word. I don't, I don't know what the right phrase would it's be. just how you take it it's yeah. just like it's not that it's a wrong term to use because it is true there have been times where i was coaching i mean i was the assistant strength coach at fox chapel and i had to coach like 20 volleyball girls in the gym like i, I never coached I mean, girls really in my cute. life just like i i had no idea what to do i didn't know if the programming was right but i had enough experience and stuff like that over the last couple of years where i was still comfortable enough giving them certain programming and certain exercises and workouts because I knew they were just basic. Mm -hmm. They were just basic. And yeah, you can go into like, and I'm sure you've heard it's like girls having knee valgus because their hips are different than guys and you have to work on that for their ACL health and stuff like that. But right out of the gate, one of the things I told them, I was like, just take a deep breath and relax. Mm -hmm. I was like, because we're just gonna keep it basic and stuff like that. Now, I was terrified, like we said earlier, like you're, although you feel dead on the inside and terrified, like it's one it's of those perception. things. Yeah, and it's like fake it till you make it is fine. It's just, it's just however you look at it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I it think, was interesting. Yeah, and I think that's like the word I'm going for is perception. Um, 
is like, you know, it's the common theme throughout this is like people probably perceive me to be more confident than I actually am. Maybe I do have that confidence and like I still lack like the ability to see that I have it. And I'm just like transparent always on my Instagram in life in general. And like, not that I ever throw myself under the bus, but I'm like, yo, listen, like, this is like, I'm just trying. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to be the best me. And like, I'm not nowhere, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm just every day working towards that. So if you closed your eyes right now mm-hmm. and thought about what an empowered woman or what empowering women would look like to you, what would that be if you could create like an image or a scenario in your head? Not taking shit from anybody, like in your life, whether that's relationships, it's a boss, um, it's your parents, it's your siblings, person on the street, a friend. Don't let people walk all over you um, because people think that they can walk all over me, and I'm like, nope. That's not happening. I mean, I demand respect. I deserve respect. And I want that respect. And on top of that, you work your ass off exactly. to not earn it because you should never earn respect through exercise. People should just respect what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. But also, like, you're out here working just like everyone else. Yeah. And you should never degrade that. Exactly. So. And so, to me, you know, an empowered woman is someone that doesn't take shit from anybody and stands up when they know that it's right. And there's, you know, certain situations demand a different reaction. Um, but in that sense, like, don't ever feel like your voice isn't important because like it is, you are worth so much and don't let anyone ever make you think that you are less than what you are. That's pretty good. <laughs> so what really other good. what other notes do you have? Because I only have about two more questions. We're at about 45 minutes okay. right here. Not that not that we're on a time schedule whatsoever. It's just I want to make sure you touch on everything you have written down here. Make sure I ask you what questions I have down here because this has been a great 45 minutes. Yeah. So please, whatever whatever else you have to touch on, let's start with let's start with something you got that I we haven't touched on yet. Just most importantly, I think like I want people to know that, um, you know, fitness has changed me as a person and my growth and my mindset as I think about myself as an individual. And um, I just, I want people when they think of me or see me like that I am always trying to support them in everything they do. I'm like, I think about it as like big hype girl mood. Yeah. Like, I just like... Be the hype man. I'm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I am like here for you. I am on your team. I'm on your side, regardless if you're a woman or a man. Like, if I'm in the gym and you're like killing it and we're in the middle of the workout and I'm like dying, I'm still cheering for you. Yeah. And that's like how, like when I go out of this life, that's how I want to be remembered. And I hope that the way that I am and the way that people perceive me is something that, you know, don't call it goals or whatever but like you know aspire just to be a good person and support everyone always and you know that's the reason for this podcast is like i've been through really shitty things Mm -hmm. in this industry um as an athlete and then also you know as a coach too and not be respected and like through all of that i've still remained true to who i am and that's big hype girl mood and love other people and always help them 
become their best self at the end of the day because I'm just like legit, I'm on your team. Yeah, and it's crazy how you get it on both sides. Like, yeah. they, even when I played sports, you know, people will talk shit to you, they'll, you know, they'll do whatever, and then you're, you graduate or you stop playing, you're like, oh, all right, finally, I can breathe and be a coach. Now, you got other coaches or other people that, you know, may look up to you or you may be training and now they're talking shit to you mm -hmm. as a coach. So yeah. you're like, <laughs> like, like, like oh, I don't know what to yeah. cycle. So and that's one of the things, um, even why I have my own podcast and my own brand, it's like, yeah, you know, I have a lot. I've been sent so many DMs that are just like talking shit that I'm not going to go over it all. But it's one of those things, like we've said multiple times already, it's just literally just moving past it. It's just being positive, knowing that you already have the respect, you know you're just working like everyone else, and you just kind of ignore it. Mm -hmm. It's actually- You put the blinders on. It's very freeing. Mm -hmm. Like it's freeing and it feels good when you don't, when you have the courage not to reply to someone. Okay. And so many people, like even girls and guys I've seen, and even like my friends, someone will say something about them, whether it's like a subtweet, something on Instagram, whatever, and they feel the need to reply, mm -hmm. right? And especially for younger girls that I coach, they always feel like they need to reply, they always feel like they need to stick up for themselves, but most of the time, sticking up for yourself could just mean not replying. Exactly, yeah, you right? don't have to, like, like I said, every situation demands a different response. Sometimes not saying anything says it all. Like, if it's on social media, don't respond to that stuff. I, there, I've, there have been moments where I've had, I've opened myself on Instagram, um, and as I become more transparent with people, I realize that you know I have to not care about what people think, and that's really hard. But like, there have been comments under my Instagram posts, and I've had to delete them, and they're from other women too. Yeah. And I've had to delete that, and I'm like, you're not being a supportive person in my life, yeah. and it's really messed up. How easy is it for you to unfollow people on social media oh, so easy. nowadays? Oh, so easy. How hard was it for you in college? So hard. <laughs> I cared. Right? I cared so much and valued every single person's opinion that I was living for other people and not living for myself. Yeah. And when you get in that that world, it's like you lose who you are. But when you find out that other people don't matter and that you only got yourself at the end of the day. It's like, like you said, it's so freeing. It's very freeing. It's like when I started my CFN stuff, people actually told me, they're like, oh, you're just doing this to get people to like you, or you're just doing this to get money. You're just doing this to put your name out there. And although from like a business standpoint, that's true, but from an actual reality standpoint, I just wanted to make it seem like it gives someone something to believe in when everyone else is talking shit or doing something else. So yeah, if someone did buy a hoodie or a t-shirt, they can wear it with pride because they don't give a shit what anyone says or what anyone thinks of them. They're there just to support the brand, work hard, be themselves. The That's all I want people to, people to do when they purchase anything. And I got a lot, a lot of comments, like negative comments on Instagram that I've had to delete when I would post like new apparel stuff back in college. Uh, people would like Snapchat me or send me messages on Instagram. Man, I, I've been called a miserable ass clown uh, by people only because, you know, I would wear my CFN stuff every day. Of course, I would wash it. All right. Obviously, I, yeah. <laughs> um, 
people were out here not yeah wearing yeah i would wear my cfn hoodie like every other day and people would be like bro but yes i watched it and but that's just the perception they took because honestly it comes down to one or two things ego or immaturity like that's or they're jealous. that's what it is yeah because of their ego they're yeah. jealous because they think that you know why should i be any different than any other college kid and i didn't want to be like every other college kid so i started my own thing and I'm sure like CrossFit or starting anything new, whether you're in the gym or anywhere else, you're going to get shit. Like that's, you're going to get shit on by other people. That's just inevitable, especially when you have enough followers. Um, but yeah, just not, not responding and just being who you are. Cause like I am comfortable with what I know. And it comes back to us being intimidated when we started here at union. Like, yeah, like I'm the skinny white dude that can't deadlift really over 410 pounds but I'm okay because I know what I'm good at mm -hmm. and you know what you're good at. So like other girls that need to know that, they need to know when they walk in a gym that they're okay. Especially when they're, like go lift with someone. Did you always lift with a partner or go exercise with someone or did you just start just going by yourself right from I, the get go? I went to the ARC with some of the SRD hockey boys when I first started. Okay. Um, so they showed me the ropes and then from there, you know, got more comfortable going by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was really still really hard for me to go by myself. But more often than not, not now, I do train with a group of people, so I always have someone with. Yeah. But sometimes I do have to solo train. But it's a comfortability thing. And yeah. yeah. Like some people can't train without someone. Yeah. And I mean, it's true, but here's, here's me. I think it comes down to self-discipline a lot too. Mm -hmm. Like you shouldn't ever have to rely on someone. Like if you're, if you're a girl, I see a lot of girls that work out in pairs and sometimes they'll go alone, but I've talked to girls that are hardcore that just go by themselves, put their earphones in. They don't want to talk to you. They actually have a plan. They need to do their job and get out of the gym. There's other girls who go in like pairs of threes and they'll talk the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think both of those are good because that might be their only form of social gathering that they have. Like there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, you know, what are you getting done? So I don't know, it's just the way I approach it. I mean, going to the gym is great because the hardest thing is just getting there, but what are you doing while you're actually there? Exactly. I don't know, so what else do you have to touch on? I mean, honestly, I feel that like it? we've covered almost everything on here that I have, yeah. What role, here's, here's kind of an oddball question. What role do you think men play in women empowerment? Oh. Not the biggest role, but so I think, I mean, you could play this off of like, I mean, this is weird. John, <laughs> John Mayer, like his role. It's a weird movie. question. You heard the song Daughters by John Mayer. I've it's all about it. like, um, teaching your daughters to grow up, to be confident young women and to treat them right so that they treat people right because they're going to be, become wives one day and things like that. And I think in my life, the way that my stepfather is and the way that my dad is, um, they both have, there's no, I don't have any brothers, it's all sisters. And the way that my stepfather is, he's, he was raised by a woman. And I think, you know, being surrounded by that, you know, he's taught me so much about, you know, respecting people too. And then as well as my dad too on that end as well. And um, 
I think men can get under women's skin. And I think, you know, in my life, I've gone through situations where I've been with people who have beat me down in relationships and have made me lose sight of who I am and my self-worth. And it took me a really long time to get that back. And that's really hard. How did that affect you going to the gym? Um, just my overall quality of life was diminished. Um, I actually posted on Instagram about it a couple months ago. There's a video of me snatching probably around today and then like a video of me like a year before and like I was skinny. I was just not in a good headspace because I was in a bad relationship. And it was because that person worked on me so hard to make me feel like less than what I was. So I think they can play a very big important role. I should have worded it like in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's important positive. to see both ways though. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, because it can be, you know, as I date now, I look for men who support me and like they call me beautiful and they call me positive things and they support me in all aspects of my life because that's really important. They put you on the level playing field. They're a partner. Yeah. Yeah. They support you. Versus like, you know, if any girls are singing this and they're with somebody or they've also experienced what I've gone through, like it can also be detrimental to your well-being. So... It could be, you could be with a man or a woman and it could be that way. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if men, I've had the bad experiences and the good experiences, but you know, it just depends what kind of role that that person plays in your life. Like how big of a role, because if it was like some dude on Instagram telling me that like, Hey, yo, you're fat. I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be like, bro, you're wrong. Delete the comment. Yeah. Versus like someone who is like 75% in my life. I'd be like, oof. Yeah. That's, that's a difference. (laughs) That's an issue. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's, it varies. Yeah. Yeah. The only other thing, I mean, I guess the way we can end this on a good note, like last question I'm going to ask is just what inspires you? And if you could tell any girl that's listening right now, what, what should they look for to inspire them? Like what outlets should they look for to inspire them and what's inspired you? Um, I think so for girls looking for inspiration, um, whether, you know, I try not to harp on the whole role model thing um, and like look up to somebody because the person you should look up to is yourself. Just always be your best self. But just inspire, if you're going to inspire to be anything, it's to be a hardworking, hustling, never give up person and if you're going to have a role model make sure that you pick a role model that you know lives by that and no one's going to be perfect ever we all go through our own shit and like for me you know my role models when I started CrossFit was based upon the fact that these women looked strong they were beautiful and they were doing awesome things with their body and then from there I then took that and implemented it into my own And so everything that I do in my own life, you know, I want to be my own role model. And then I also want to be like, I don't want people to aspire to be me in any way, but like, just aspire to be a good person and inspire others through that. Yeah. And well, I mean, and the only reason why I ask you that is because, um, not that I've, well, I've had similar experiences to where people will tell me they're like, oh, I listen to your podcast. I want to be like you. And I'm like, no, you don't. 
I was like, you want to be yourself, you can take what I say, or maybe in your case, like you can take what you do in the gym, if someone compliments what you do in the gym, and take it with a grain of salt, like make it your own, like you said, and kind of mold it your own way. Like us talking right now, someone might be listening and be like, oh my God, I want to be like Jocelyn. I'm like, holy shit. But at the same time, they have to understand like they may have never lifted before. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing CrossFit for five to six years. So like you have to take whatever the message is and kind of make it your own and kind of pull back and be like, okay, if that's where I want to maybe end up being, I have to do like the small steps. Cause it would be easy for someone right now listening to be like, all right, I'm going to search Jocelyn's Instagram. She just did this the other day, CrossFit. So I'm going to try that right out of the gate. Like it's, it's dumb. Like don't, you know? So even when people will like message me or something like that or ask me for workouts, they're always like, well, why am I not doing what you're doing? And I'm like, you're not there yet. And it's the same thing for me. Like in our situation, working here at Union, do I love watching Curtis deadlift, you know, 600 something pounds? Yeah, because that's badass, right? And I respect that. And it's inspiring to watch people do stuff like that. It doesn't matter if it's Curtis or anyone else. But at the same time, this is where, and I'm going to make an example of myself, like I have to ask Curtis for cues on my deadlift and do what I know I can do and kind of pull back so I don't hurt myself or, you know, be stupid in my own programming and kind of just not do something to my own ability and try to do it way above just because I watched someone else do it that has way more experience than me. So that's just my own example. Um, I know you have your own examples, but yeah. I mean, it's a inspiration just comes down to like molding. Yeah. That all really is to me. Always. Like you said, take take it with a grain of salt, make, you know, those good qualities of someone that you are inspired by, take them Yeah. and run with them. You know, yeah. they're qualities They're you love, you like that person for a reason. So what are those things? Write them down. Yeah. You know, those are qualities of, those are good characteristics to live by and then implement them in your own life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all that I've done. You know, I don't, I can't really sit here and tell you that like there's some celebrity in my, in my life that I want to be. That's because, the dumbest thing ever. Cause I don't want to be anyone but me. Yeah. And we get so wrapped up in this world of like, oh, I want to look like her and I want to look like him. And it's just like, that's all just, that's just noise. Yeah. Like, and they're probably going through their own shit and you're probably going through your own shit. Social media covers up so much. So it's all about taking those good characteristics, those qualities, and running with them and making them your own. Yep. Yep. If that's what you want. We're going to end on that. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add before we end the podcast today? No, just thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. It's, and I knew you wrote the blog post, and I def- that's why I wanted to bring you in here, because I knew we could easily spend an hour going sure. over extra details and your own experiences with like that raw and authentic kind of approach to it. So, no, I'm glad had the time to talk. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, that's how we're going to end the episode today. Thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next podcast.